hello to you. What a privilege. This is our worship service number 267 from Odessa, Texas. We say hello to you. December 5th, 2021. Today we are going to talk about traveling. <laughs> I know, right? It sounds weird. But yes, we are going to talk about traveling. And many of us have experienced bed and breakfast places, a nice inn. And uh, that is why the title of this message is Posadas. We're going to enjoy this, but I invite you to go to the website to download the bulletin of today, vchurch.us, or you can do it simply by using your camera, point towards the QR code on the screen, and voila, there you can download the bulletin for this teaching. We want to thank you for your support. You guys are fantastic. Thank you to everybody here in the church and, of course, our beautiful church members for your support. If you want to help us, bechurch.us forward slash give is one option. The other option is sending a text message, 432-268-0007, 432-268-0007. Then you type the amount that you want to make the contribution for Victory Church and uh, simple, the system will take you through. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs you sang before. They were beautiful. We are inspired to continue worshiping the Lord. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work with our broadcast and all our platforms. Posadas. I remember being a, a teenager, enjoying the posadas. Posadas is a tradition in Guatemala that for about 12 nights, starting on December the 12th, we go every night to different houses. It's like an anticipation of the birth of the baby Jesus. And it was an amazing experience for me. Some people were going in vehicles, others, they did it in their own neighborhood and small communities. And uh, still today, they participate in this fabulous festivity to announce that the Lord Jesus was born. Of course, we know very well that nobody can tell exactly the date. More likely, it seems like it was during the spring, but it, it doesn't matter really. What we celebrate is the fact that he was born. Posadas is our service uh, of this morning, and I would like to start by reading this powerful passage in the scripture. It is in Psalm 19, verse 2. And we read, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Lord guide us through the study of your word. Each new day tells more of God's glory, and each night reveals more and more about God's power. This passage, my friend, this simple verse contains wonderful truths that today I would like to share with you. It's about the journey. Indeed, it's about the journey that we all have. We travel in life, we go places, but also we travel, figuratively speaking, as we are growing old. So we change our circumstances from elementary school to high school, some of us going to college, university to get degrees, work, marriage, children, grandparents eventually, etc. Life is a journey, 
Each day, the Lord has something special for each one of us. Each day, not just during the day, but also throughout the night, the good Lord is communicating with us. Did you know that? He does that. It's his favorite part in his communication is to talk to you. To talk to you, my friend. He loves to do that. And why is that? Well, because he has a plan for you. And so many people don't understand that. But the Lord has a plan. If you are watching or listening today, and you think that this was because you wanted to do it, I want you to know that that's not the only reason. There is a reason behind. The Lord has a plan for you. And he has been talking to you many times, especially lately. Recently, the Lord has been reaching out to your heart, telling you that he wants something of you. He wants to do something for you. There is something about you. Why is that? Because the Lord, God, has a plan for you. Some people are surprised with God's plans. Sometimes it's something unexpected. What would you say if you were a teenager girl, your name is Mary, and you are in love with this guy, Joseph, and you are making plans to get married, and one day, an angel from heaven, an angel named Gabriel, comes to talk to you, and he says this, you will become pregnant and have a baby boy. What? She says, you will name him Jesus. He will be great. The son of the most high God. He will rule over God's people forever. His kingdom will never end. What would you do if you were Mary? You would be scared, right? Of course, you will be nervous. But on the other hand, you will be thinking, why is that? How is it that the Lord God Almighty chose me, sent an angel who is speaking to me about a baby? And I am not even married. I am engaged to be married. How is it that I'm going to have a baby? I don't understand that, Mary was thinking. Well, the truth of the matter is that for many of us, things in life are just unexplainable. Simple as that. Just the fact of life. Have you ever thought how interesting is that because there are Contributions coming from your dad, adding to the contributions coming from your mom, and then in a divine encounter. Science explains the process to us very clearly today. But still, how is it possible that through that, you became a human being? It is almost unexplainable. And then the evolution 
of your body, the development of your body? Do you remember when you started to, to see the difference between adults and yourself when you were little? I remember very well that. And actually, I thought that they were like giants. That's what I thought. I was just a kid in elementary school, and in my school, which was a private school, we did elementary, middle school, and also high school. And I saw all these guys and girls from high school. And they were there having breaks like we all had, and they were playing basketball. Others were just talking. Others were playing soccer. And we liked to play, to play with them. But I saw them, and they were enormous. Perhaps you felt the same. And I just thought at that point, being 11 years old, something like that, those are giants. Am I going to grow one day like that? And the miracle <laughs> happened to me. Eventually, I felt how my body started to change. And you know the changes in your body. Eventually, one day, I'm married and I have a kid, my first child. And when this baby girl, Natalie, was in my arms, I just couldn't believe it. To me, it was unexplainable. I understood scientifically the process. I understood as a believer that God gave life to my daughter. But to me, it was unexplainable. Many things in life are just unexplainable. And sometimes there are sad things like facing death in your family, and then you have to say so long to your dad or your mom or somebody that you care a lot for. And they go before you to heaven. And we don't understand that. It's, it's something unexplainable. Many things are really unexplainable in life. Not just life, but the universe how the planets here in the solar system, they all are in a rotation, translation movement around the sun in a perfect, organized way that God created it, designed it, and executed it. And it's almost unexplainable. I always enjoy the water, and still today, although I understand the cycle of water, the evaporation, going to the clouds, and then returning, whether it's snow, ice, or water, coming to the rivers and lakes, and going back to the ocean again. Somehow we, we, we process things with our minds, right? And we can understand things. I want to turn off the light. We push a button. With a nap, we send a text message. We, we kind of understand how that works. 
But honestly, many things are just unexplainable. How an airplane so heavy can take off. How a submarine can be underneath the water. How birds can fly. <laughs> it is just fascinating when you think about many aspects in life and you just come to that conclusion to say to yourself, that is just unexplainable. <laughs> and when it's about your life, the different seasons that you go through in your life, how were you in a place and suddenly things changed for you and now you are in a different place? Not just geographically speaking, but mentally, physically. You mature and now you see back in your timeline to your past and you say, why did I do that? Or simply you see back to the past and you see how each step was leading you to the place where you are now. And you just, you are in awe and you saw, just say, really, that was kind of magical. It's unexplainable. Sometimes romantic relationships are like that. People find somebody else in the most unexplainable situation and they are talking, fell in love, get married, and they have their own family. Many things are unexplainable in life, but that doesn't mean that God is not in control. In fact, we already know he has a plan. In this story with Mary, there is somebody else, Joseph. Let's read in Matthew 1.20 what happened. After Joseph thought about leaving Mary, <laughs> because he knew that Mary was pregnant not by him, he was thinking about leaving Mary, an angel from the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to accept Mary to be your wife. The baby inside her is from the Holy Spirit. And again, Joseph said, what? The baby is from the Holy Spirit. What are you talking about? But it's an angel speaking to him, right? So the angel continued, Mary will give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. That changed everything. Because there was a perfect plan coming from God. Mary was special. Joseph also was special. They were chose by God to perform a particular function in their lives. Something that you can call their ministry, but simply is their lives. Like many of us, right? Like many of us that somehow we ended up in some point that we are doing certain things unexplainably. We just accept it. And we know the Lord wanted us to do this because there is a purpose. Because the Lord has a plan for everyone. Correct? Shocking news, actually. Shocking news. How would you, my friend, female, 
girl will take the idea of getting pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Well, you will be shocked, right? But let me tell you, you are not going to be as shocked as your fiancé. That guy, <laughs> he will be not just shocked, he will be troubled. He will be absolutely confused, somehow devastated, thinking the worst of you, little girl. But eventually, when both of you, Mary and Joseph, the girl and the guy, they realize that this is coming from God, an angel spoke to them. They just say, this is God's will. Nevertheless, shocking news. How many of us receive shocking news? Whether it's in the past or right now. Shocking news that makes us doubt about many things. Shocking news about our finances. Shocking news about our family members. Shocking news about our health. Shocking news about the condition of the world. Shocking news about viruses. Shocking news about threats coming from other countries trying to destroy us. Shocking news about the company that we work for that has been bought by somebody else, a bigger, larger corporation. Shocking news like your supervisor being fired. The contact you have in that company got fired. Shocking news like someone betraying you. Shocking news. When we experience shocking news, actually is when our faith is going to be tested. If you received shocking news this last week, my friend, all that I can tell you is your faith is being tested. Now, sometimes the news, not necessarily are bad news. Sometimes the news, sometimes are great news. You get a promotion. You receive a phone call from somebody else that wants to hire you and is offering you a better pay, much better conditions, a lot of benefits. Sometimes the news are great news. Your spouse couldn't have a baby and now she can have a baby. Sometimes the shocking news is that that relative that was fighting and against you wants to reconcile and have peace with you now. Sometimes the shocking news is that a friend that you haven't heard about him or about her for many decades suddenly is knocking at your door and tells you something happened, couldn't find you, but now is back to, to restore the friendship. Shocking news, positive news could be that the report that you receive about your health actually is not that bad that you're going to make it. Sometimes the shocking news is that you receive a present. Somebody brings you a present. Sometimes the shocking news is that somebody in your family is going to get married. 
And you never thought that they would get married, that they will live together forever because that's what the world is doing in these days, right? And you wanted them to get married because they lived together for a while. Those are shocking news. News, shocking news, not always are bad news. Sometimes they are good news. But in both contexts, in both scenarios, whether it's bad news or good news, Shocking news basically are testing your faith. It's a test of your faith. And whatever you say is going to be the way to, to find out the status of your faith. If there's bad news and you start complaining and you start saying, I knew that I will do this, I knew that I will lose that, I knew, I knew, I knew, and you are negative and complaining, you didn't pass the test. You failed tremendously. When you are going through tests in your life, and they are not good news, rather bad news, then is when you need to say that you are trusting in the Lord. They call you to the office and they say to you, unfortunately, we have to let you go. You say, the Lord will provide. So let's talk about how we're going to do this. Those people are going to be shocked. They will be shocked, not you. When it's about bad news. When it's about bad news, about whatever, you will say, the Lord is going to do something. I'm trusting in the Lord. And vice versa, sometimes the good news will put you in a place where you are going to try to take all the credit. And you will say, erroneously, I knew it, you know, I'm that great employee. I deserve this promotion and this raise in my salary. Of course. I knew this relative will come back to me because I never did anything wrong. You know, I was always nice and kind and blah, blah, blah. You failed again. Because when there are good news, that's the opportunity that we all have to glorify God and say, Thank you, Lord. You just gave me a raise in my salary. Thank you, Lord. You gave me a new job with better benefits. Thank you, Lord, for the present they gave me. Thank you, Lord, for my relative that is coming back and becoming friends again. Thank you, Lord, for this good thing. Thank you, Lord. You see, shocking news basically are a test of your faith. So whatever news you receive this week, you still can change your reaction. You can have a very positive answer to that test and overcome the test Pass a test with great results. But let's continue reading. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. Augustus Caesar, who was the ruler in that area, sent out an order to all people in the countries that were under the Roman rule. The order said that everyone's name must be put on a list. He wanted to have a list of all the people throughout the Roman Empire. 
So what happens then? Verse 3. Everyone traveled to their own hometowns. What? To have their name put on the list. It was an order. <laughs> Sometimes the news, the circumstances around you, are coming not from your spouse, your children, your relative that is coming back, the doctor, or your employer. Sometimes the news are coming from far, far up in authority in the world, in the country, etc. And when orders are being delivered, we must be compliant. Why is it that so many people have trouble with the laws? Why is it that they want to rebel against the laws? I have to tell you this. If you really don't like, for instance, the government, well, you should run for office. You should find a way to express your opinion, vote. And if you think that you are the person that can change things, try to do it yourself. You can start in any place because your, your great contributions probably are the things that we need in the community. But if you are not going to vote or support a candidate or anything, it's just blah, blah, blah. We need solutions. We don't need more talkers. We don't need more people criticizing everything and just going against of those who are against of those who are against of those that don't know why they are against of what. <laughs> you see? It's the opposite. We need to understand that the good Lord has a plan for everybody, and sometimes that plan comes from the president, the Congress, etc. And as I say to so many people, like a, a little cruel joke, if you don't like America, well, just leave. Move to another country. <laughs> but the truth is, the good Lord has plans. Not just for one person or a couple. The Lord has plans even for families. That is beautiful. The Lord always have worked with families. Abraham with his wife, Sarah. Isaac and Rebekah. You see, Jacob also with his 12 sons. Later, you see Moses and his family, Aaron, the disciples, the church itself. We all work through families. We should all consider our, our life not as just as an individual independent life, but as a life related with our families. Working together, learning to work together as a family for our own future. Do you realize that in some occasions there are experiences we need to take, experiences that I call them traveling with God. <laughs> it's true. That, that experience could take someone in the family to go for a period of time for some training, whether it's college or any kind of conference. And that person needs to go traveling, but with God. Sometimes the experience takes the couple to go to take an internship somewhere. And they need to go traveling, but they need to go traveling with God. 
Sometimes you have to do different activities in different places and you need to travel. But you need to travel with God. Joseph and Mary, they wanted to be compliant with the law. They knew they needed to go to Bethlehem and they needed to travel with God. And they did. I remember speaking with my family all the time about trips that we have made, trips that we will make, all the experiences that we live, right? Not just moving, but also improving, getting better in many areas, learning things, all that which are experiences that you have the opportunity to live. You have to live those experiences traveling with God. Whatever is what you do individually or as a family, as a group, remember that you need to travel with the good Lord. It's a wrong idea to think, well, this time that I'm going to do this trip, I'm going to take advantage of my situation to do some things that I always wanted to do. And they are bad things. And you might be thinking, well, my spouse is not going to be with me. My family is not going to be with me. My parents are not going to be with me. I'll be by myself in this house. I'll be by myself in this place. I'll be... if." alone in this town, in this hotel, with a car, with money, with availability. Nobody knows me there. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. No. No. All the time you need to travel with the Lord God. With the good Lord next to you. You need to travel with God. When you are taking off from your home to the grocery store, you need to travel with the good Lord. When you are going from your house to your workplace and you have to take a bus or you have to take the train or an airplane or whatever is what you have to do traveling, always travel with God. Joseph and Mary, they learned that lesson because they were used to depending on the Lord. You know, it's not that suddenly, now that you are going to take this trip, you're going to have a devotion with God. Lord, Lord, please, please, please send your angels. I don't want to get into any accident. And you do that because you're going to travel several hundred miles. And after that, you come back to your home and then you forget about praying again. No. Traveling with God means you are going to adjust yourself. Change yourself. Set certain habits for your own self where you rely on the Lord all the time. Where you pray to the good Lord all the time. Traveling with God. Let's review this passage one more time. Psalm 19.2 Each new day tells more of God's story and each night reveals more and more about God's power. I want to come back to this passage. But before that, I want to invite you to our next worship service on December 12th. The worship service number 268. 
The title is Your Youth. I want to share with you that the following Sunday. Don't miss that message here in Victory Church. But again, returning to this passage, each new day tells more of God's story, and each night reveals more and more about God's power. When you finally arrive to that place in your life, my friend, that you learn that every day it's a journey. And you go through your day learning more and more about God. Learning more and more about His story. And what is the story of God? What is the desire of God? What is what God wants to do in your life? And how is it that you, you, you are able to, to receive the revelation, the increasing revelation of God's power in you? It's because you have developed that discipline. You finally arrive to that place in your life where you rely on the Lord all the time. And you talk to the Lord all the time. And you read His Word all the time. And you hear His voice in your heart all the time. And you see God moving in your life all the time. Day, afternoon, night, morning, on a Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, on December or January, in any place, in your home, in the workplace, whatever, you have learned to have that intimate, close relationship with the Lord. And you just receive more revelations of Himself just by listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And He will guide you to do certain things and move you to do other things. And you just enjoy that relationship that you have with Him because that is His desire because He has so much to share with you. But uh, how do you wake up in the morning, my friend? Look at this guy. He smiles. And then he turns, stretches a little. And he breathes. And he is happy. Happy because this, this is a new day. A new day. How can you start your day with joy? How can you? Somebody will tell me immediately with a cup of coffee. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. Coffee is necessary in life. <laughs> no, really. How can you start your day with joy? I'll tell you how you can start that day with joy. Actually, you start the, the day when you have a good night. Like this guy. This guy finished whatever he needed to do during the day. He is ready to go to bed. And then, after doing what is right, he prays to give thanks to the good Lord. Because you need to finish your day doing what is right. That, my friend, is the way that you can have 
a good beginning of your day. When you finish your day doing what is right. When you finally learn that it doesn't matter where you're going to spend the night, where you're going to be working the day, if it's spring, summer, fall, winter, if it's in the country or if it's in the city, if you have people around you or you don't, if you have money or you don't, if you are healthy or you don't, you have discovered the secret in life. And what is that secret? That the Lord Jesus is the true joy in your life. When you just don't worry about anything, you arrive to that place where your journey is all about God. Your projects, your family, your health, your plans for the future. And more importantly than that, is that part of yourself, not your finger, not your foot, not your stomach, not your wallet, your heart, here in your heart. The Lord Jesus lives. His Holy Spirit lives there. And there is a throne there where he is sitting down, ruling your life. And he becomes the joy of your life. Nothing more important than that for you. Let me ask you this question. Would you like to have that kind of life? Would you like to start all over again? If you have never experienced the joy of being a child of God or letting God to be the joy of your life, I encourage you today. You know that there is no other requirement by, but to believe. Romans chapter 10 Verse 9 declares this, if you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. That's the requirement. That's why I want to encourage you today. What if you say a prayer with me? The prayer is on the screen. Say it with me. Dear God, you do have a plan for everyone. I cannot understand how it all works, but I know you are real and you are God. I don't want to argue your, with your will in my life. Rather, I want to repent for my wrong decisions in the past. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord to become the person you want me to be. And all that, my friend, is possible because of the sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus Christ. What if you say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you his kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Modesta, Texas, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Victory Church, my family, my team, we say to you, have a beautiful rest of the day.
Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.